Hey muses, it's Katie. In this episode, I talk a little bit about an not so pretty realization I had about myself, um, realizing that I was just kind of coasting and I was no longer doing the inner spiritual work, um, as I like to call it. And I started to get in this kind of funky headspace where I was finding myself um, blaming everybody else on my problems, right? It doesn't make me bad. It just makes me human. Anyway, in this episode, I talk about how I navigated through that and how I made a commitment to myself that I was going to change that. And And this is a Facebook Live, actually, that I downloaded the audio from because I thought there was a lot of really good content on here. Um, So if you hear me, what seems like I'm talking to somebody who might not physically be there, um, if I talk about a mic, that's what's going on here. But I didn't want you to miss this content. I thought it was really, really valuable. Um, I challenged myself to step out of my comfort zone to show up when I wasn't feeling so glamorous and sexy and I was feeling very kind of heavy, but still with like a message on my heart. So anyway, I hope you enjoy it. Let's get started. Welcome to the Be Your Own Muse podcast. I'm your host, Katie Skinner. It is my hope that through listening to my voice, you feel empowered to find, strengthen, and express your authentic voice. You don't need another guru, mentor, or expert telling you how to live your life. You simply need to trust yourself and shine your authentic light. Through listening to my stories, tips, tricks, and perspectives, you'll be able to find the inspiration within. Everything you need is already within inside yourself to get inspired, raise your vibration, change your life, and uplift those around you. If you're feeling powerless, overwhelmed with industry advice, and feeling like your thoughts don't have a place, it's time to turn that around. It's time to be your own muse. Hello. It is I. Um, Hopefully you can hear me. I'm going to check and see. I got this new fancy mic. I'm going to see if it works. Hi. Oh, yeah. That's a good mic. Okay. Great job. Totally worth every $5 I got it on Amazon. Um, So, hello. Um, It is like 930 here. (laughs) Um, But I've been doing this thing where I've been going back into my comfort zone, out of my comfort zone. So anytime I catch myself being like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if I could? Nah, 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 that would never work, right? That's exactly, who could take these glasses off? That's exactly what you need to do. It. That's what I'm challenging myself to do this week. Anytime I'm like, mm, but I'm all sweaty. I just got out of a beat room class uh, and I don't feel like I look cute. Normally, you know, when we pop up online, we're like, oh, I'm feeling cute. I'm going to show the world. I'm going to take a selfie. Like, no, I'm going to do the opposite of that this week. I don't feel great about my physical appearance today, but that doesn't mean that I'm not cute objectively. <laughs> um, so I, I, long story short, I haven't been doing the work lately, right? Like that's what kind of tends to happen is that we do the work, we do the spiritual work, the physical work, we do the growth, the emotional work, we do the journaling and the tapping and the yoga and the, the fitness and like whatever you do the work, right? We call it the work a lot in the spiritual community, the personal development community. Um, and then we have this massive breakthrough and we receive all this abundance and we get all this amazing stuff. And then we feel on, okay. So we either feel unworthy 
because of the work, right? Like we feel, sorry, we feel unworthy because of those results. So we just have this massive, amazing breakthrough. We get all these amazing results, money and a hot body and cool friends and great connections. And we get the um, abundance from the work, right? Because that's, that's what happens. That's what the work does. <laughs> um, and then we don't feel worthy of it. Maybe like deep down under some layers, like you might not really feel that worthy of the work and the, the, the results of the work. The work is the joy itself, right? Um, so you don't really feel worthy of it. So you stop doing it. Like you kind of just catch yourself. Like you don't really work out as much. You don't journal. You don't sleep as well. You don't really eat as healthy. Like you kind of slack on the work. Like this is everybody. This is what I caught myself. This is what I caught myself doing, right? Like I just started to slack on the work um, because I felt afraid of the next level. Um, you know, like you, you work so hard, you break through these barriers, you get all these amazing things, you see these nice results, and then you feel a little bit afraid of, of the next level. Um, or you feel unworthy at the next level. You feel like, okay, this is what I'm comfortable with. This level of abundance and amazingness and sexiness and spiritual connection with source, right? Um, this is as much as I'm comfortable with. So I'm going to stop right here. You know, um, one of my mentors, Catherine Zenkina, always talks about it being um, your, your comfort is like an air conditioning, right? So you set your air conditioning to currently mine set at like 67 degrees. I like it a little cooler at nighttime, especially since I just got out of a Bikram class, so I'm sweating. Um, so my um, spiritual life uh, homeostasis, my air conditioning is set at 67. And if it creeps below that, then my air conditioning will kick on and it'll blow air till it's 67 degrees. Um, and once it gets 67 degrees, it'll stop. And the abundance and the comfort and the fitness and the happiness that we allow in our lives works exactly the same. So if you want your room to be, this is a weird analogy. I'm going to go weirder with it. Uh, if you want your, your room to be as cold as possible, but you have your temperature set to 67 and then it's 67 and you're like, why am, why isn't it freezing in here? <laughs> That's kind of the same way that we deal with our lives. Like where's all the money? Where's all the abundance? Where's the strength and flexibility? And where's all the friendships and opportunities? You know, you fill in the blank with whatever you're calling in in your life. Um, for me, I'm calling in business growth. Um, I'd love my business to take another level that I've not seen yet. Um, and I'm calling in extra more physical strength and, and ability to, um, mentally focus and concentrate. And I've been feeling really, really frustrated because I've been stuck at this homeostasis. And I realized, I look at my life and I was like, okay, well, first, before I got to this epiphany that I'm talking about in my Bikram class. Um, I was thinking, looking at my life, like, okay, well, why aren't I making as much money as I want to be making? Why are, am I not seeing the results in my body yet? Why aren't I not seeing the results in my friendships, my relationships? Um, why won't, <laughs> for my spiritual people, why won't source just give me the answer, right? Why can't I just manifest the answer? Um, and I looked at my life and first, the first thing I did was I found little bits and pieces of people who I could blame, right? You, you might not even notice that you're doing this. Um, but I started to find myself. Um, I started to find myself kind of rem reminiscing on trainings that I went to a long time ago or coaches I worked with a long time ago or advice I got a long time ago or anything that was outside of myself. Um, like, oh yeah, you know, it's because I worked with that one person and she set me up for failure here or it's, it's this person's fault. And I started to kind of compartmentalize like, okay, okay, okay. So if I could go back in time and not work with that person, or if I could go back in time and not work with that teacher or not take that class, then everything will be great. If I could go back in time and change the past because that person ruined it for me, um, my life is shitty because of that person. 
So I'm just going to like kind of blame that person and keep going. <laughs> right. Like that's, we're not even aware of this, right? Like we're not even aware that we're doing this. I wasn't even aware that I was doing this. Um, and I, one of my meditative practices is asking a good question, wake up in the morning or before you go to bed when your brain is like the most suggestible and ask a really good question. Um, so the question I was asking was like, what's next? What can I do next to break through this plateau? Um, I'm at this plateau, like financially health wise, um, like the relationships in my life are kind of stagnant and I really feel like I'm ready for the next level. Um, and so, like I said, my thermometer, my thermometer, my, what's it freaking called? My air conditioning is set at 67 and I'm like, why isn't it getting colder in here? I'm, I'm, I'm warm. Are you cold? Um, <laughs> you know, like that's, that's what I was doing with my life. Um, and you kind of have to look at the beliefs that you're, I mean, this is so corny and you hear it so much, especially for those of you in like the coaching self-help industry, like you hear all these cheese balls say all the time, like, well, look at your beliefs, you know, and that's, tr it's, but it's really, really true. Um, so again, I set this intention. I asked for an answer. Um, what, what can I do to get to the next level? And I found myself in all these little things that I was doing doing yoga, teaching yoga, driving in traffic, cooking, waking up in the morning, like all these little tiny tasks, I would find myself being like, "Ugh, if only someone could just blank. Like that was the pattern that was going on in my head. I remember I was taking a yoga class a couple days ago and uh, the, the pose that we were cute in was um, revolved crow. That's what it's called, sorry, revolved crow, um, which is like an arm balance for those of you who might not be familiar. Um, it requires, you know, focus and, you know, getting your fucking legs off the ground. <laughs> um, and I remember I had my little elbow and I was twisting real good. And I had my hands planted on the mat. For those of you who are fam familiar with the pose side crow, you know, you need to have your hands firm on the mat. I had my twist and then the whole class just like lifted up off the ground. And I had this thought that was like, ugh, if only someone could just lift my feet up for me. Which, okay, yoga instructors, a good yoga teacher w might see that you need that little assist and they'll walk over and they'll be like, oh, you got it, you got it, you got it, right? But nobody did that. My yoga instructor was like holding it. You know, she was holding it and she didn't come over and save me, right? <laughs> um, and I was like, ugh, if only she would just come over and pick my feet up, then I could do it. Like, when you dissect that, that's really, really silly. But it was a thought that I had, right? Um, and when I'm cooking and I'm like, oh, if only I went, I like bought the pre, the pre-cut vegetables, then I would have more time. Like, <laughs> like just all these little things that I'm consistently finding somebody else to blame for my problems. Um, and it's massively, it's massively silly. And I didn't realize, okay, so before I, before I go on to that part, I kept having this voice in my head, this strong voice in my head that said, nobody's coming to save you. And at first I was like, well, what about like, you know, cause I've really been getting into like the spiritual work and learning about the universe and source and like channeling source and like, you know, having spirituality integrated into your work. Um, and my first thought was like, well, that's not true. You know, like there's, there's God and there's angels and there's divine guidance and there's, you know, all this amazing spiritual stuff. And I have this community and all these people are going to come and save me but nobody's going to come save you. You know, <laughs> I had a mentor um, tell me she was like, I, I was telling her about how I was like looking for this guidance, but I kept getting these, this, these words in my head that said, nobody's coming to save you. 
Um, like I would be um, at home cooking and then the phone would start ringing and I'd be like, oh my God, somebody needs to clean this up. So, like, again, it's like all this external bullshit. Like somebody needs to come help me. Um, I can't do this by myself, which is true. And I'm not saying you need to do everything by yourself, but like I, my phone started ringing and I was like, oh, if only somebody could get this so that I can answer the phone. Um, and then again, nobody's coming to save you. Nobody's coming to save you. Uh, so I just like wash my hands really fast and like wipe them down. And then like, I missed the phone. Um, so I called that person back. Um, it's just, it's just fascinating where my brain went with like assuming that somebody was going to come save me. Uh, and so I was telling, um, one of my mentors about this and she was like, Katie, that was your answer. That was literally like God source angels, the universe telling you that nobody's going to come save you. Like that's the language that you needed to hear. Though that's the exact words that you needed to hear to pick yourself up. Literally pick your feet up in revolved side crow, whatever it's called, side crow. <laughs> Answer the damn phone. Get up. Like one time I wanted to wake up early and my husband wakes up early and I think he forgot to wake me up or he did wake me up and then he like didn't try hard enough or something. And I woke up late. Um, and I remember thinking like, well, if Evan should have opened me up earlier, nobody's coming to save you. Like nobody is coming to save you. Like I work at home alone and nobody's going to come in. No wake up police is going to come over and be like, wake up. <laughs> you know, this is the real world. And you can only manifest things in your life that you create space for. Like by me with my feet on the ground and revolved crow side crow and being like, ugh, my yoga teacher just needs to pick my feet up for me. I was not creating space for me to do it myself. And that is the antithesis to what this entire Facebook group is about. Like it's called Be Your Own Muse. And the whole premise of Be Your Own Muse is find that inspiration from within. No one else is going to save you. No one else is going to give it to you. And you can draw inspiration. Keep touching my mic. No, you can draw inspiration from other people. Absolutely. But nobody is going to make it click like you can. Um, really, the big message that I want to drive home with this whole Be Your Own Muse thing <laughs> is people can give you advice. You can hear from other people. You can read a book that someone else wrote. You can ask your friend, oh, my God, what should I do about this thing? And they can say things, and you can receive them as you will in that moment, but nothing is going to click like you just shutting the world off and going within. Um, so I realized I was just taking the speaker class um, and I didn't, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go. I part of me was like a thought that I had a justification that I had uh, for not going to the speaker class was, well, I've taken speaker before. <laughs> so do we need to do everything for the first time, bitch? Like, I've seen a sunset before. I've eaten a salad before. I've taken a nap before. <laughs> it's just when you deconstruct these beliefs, these things that hold you back from creating the life that you want to live. I wanted this. Like I wanted to be more flexible. I want to be stronger. So, but a big, but a boom, there's a Bikram studio right around the corner from my house. Um, so it's just now that I can like think back on what thoughts and beliefs are holding me back from getting what I want from collecting the amazing abundant life that I want it's just it's funny it's laughable it's like hearing a toddler I don't know for those of you who've like ever heard a toddler like throw a temper tantrum and they say the most ridiculous things and you're like really 
nobody loves you. Like <laughs> nobody listens to you. Really? <laughs> you really think that like sitting here and screaming in public is going to get you what you want? Like, and then just kind of having like that loving, laughing, like lighthearted view at ourselves. Um, so I realized for those of you who've taken a Bikram class, they're very, um, they're very concentrated and discipline oriented. Um, and that's not something that I've gotten a lot of, obviously, because I'm wiling out here, throwing temper tantrums mentally, <laughs> saying that I don't need to do anything and who's going to come save me, right? Um, I've been teaching more than I've been taking classes, which is pretty dangerous, I think. I think it's a very dangerous trap to be in to teach more than you learn. Um, you can ride on that for a little while, but after a certain point, like I said, you get through this breakthrough, you do the work, and then you feel like you can just coast. You'd be like, I am the yoga teacher. I know everything. That is very incredibly dangerous. Um, so um, when you are teaching, you, whatever you're teaching, if it's yoga or fitness or whatever, um, you are the leader of the room. So you feel like, okay, all these eyes are on me. I need to be confident. I need to know what I'm doing. And then you can kind of get in your head a little bit. And that's what's really dangerous. You can be like, well, I already know yoga because <laughs> I teach it. Um, I actually set an intention in the last yoga class I taught. I taught a restorative, I taught power and restorative on Sunday. Um, and I set this intention to learn from them as much as they were learning from me. Um, and I didn't tell them that. <laughs> I actually said at the end of class, I did say like, I learn as much. I'm learning with you and I'm learning just from you guys as you are from me. And I can tell that that really inspired them because it made them be like, oh my God, me showing up mattered. And one of the women who came to my class actually bought like a class pack after that. I don't know. She, I, I think that there's that, that attitude has always really helped me. And when you lose that attitude, um, it doesn't really serve you. It doesn't serve your business. It doesn't serve your class. It doesn't serve anything to be like, I am the leader and I am so smart. And I actually work really, really hard and I get in my head a little bit to avoid that mentality. Um, I've actually stepped away from stepping in my own power so many times out of fear of sounding like this total like uh, dictatorship, like I know everything and you know nothing kind of like guru shit. You know, that's again, circling back to where Be Your Own Muse came from. I'm not, I don't know you. I don't, I mean, maybe I do, <laughs> but I don't know your life. I don't know what exactly I can say to make this click for you, but I can hold space and I can say what's, what's worked for me. So by me showing up here and telling you my stories and I don't know if you guys can hear my dogs yawning in the background. My dogs, in the, my dogs literally sitting right behind me. <laughs> She's like right here. Her butts are here. So I can't get inside your head and do the work for you. Um, I actually had a mentor said that to me recently too. Uh, he was like, you gotta, you gotta do this. You know, you gotta like journal. You gotta actually sit down and like shut the noise out and journal and get in your own head because I can't get in your head. Um, some coaches and some like healers and people like that can claim that they can like read your mind. Um, and maybe that's true. Maybe that's like the really spiritual people can like read your mind and tell you exactly what you need to hear in that moment. And that's amazing good for them. Um, but I think that's also very dangerous. Uh, that can be very dangerous to depend on. Um, that can be very dangerous to advertise. Like I would never tell anybody that. So in order for me to avoid being 
that kind of leader that's like, well, I know everything and I don't need to, you know, I've, I've actually, I've actually disempowered myself plenty with that, that attitude, um, with that, like, so, you know, it's a balance, right? Um, but at the end of the day, I'm here to serve one person. If one of you listens to this and one of you says, um, one of you says like, oh, okay. That one sentence that Katie said really clicked with me. (laughs) Um, like I said, I've been challenging myself to do the thing that makes me uncomfortable. Like whenever I start to be like, I should, but before I even allow myself to go down that spiral of like, these are all the 7,000 reasons why I shouldn't. I'm sweaty and Facebook's dumb and I'm tired. Like that's exactly your subconscious belief expressing it. Like your higher self is expressing itself when you say I should really dot, dot, dot. And not coming from his obligation, like I should really do the dishes, right? Or like I should really send a thank you card to that person, you know, but like from a place of like genuine desire and interest, um, I should go Facebook live. I really just want to chat it out. I really want to put this out there. Um, I've been in a little bit of a creative block lately. And the best cure for a creative block is to just start, just hit go live. Um, and any stumbling or embarrassment. I've embarrassed myself on a lot of Facebook lives. Um, I've had plenty of Facebook lives where people haven't shown up and I just had a ball by myself, like having a great time. And I've had plenty of Facebook lives where nobody showed up and I got really in my head about it. And I thought that it meant something about me, but it never means anything about you. Right. Um, so now I'm in this place that feels pretty juicy. So the whole point of this, I actually ended up talking a lot more than I thought I would. (laughs) Um, But the whole point of this is that um, I found my mindset going outside of me a lot. Um, And I think that the connection I made with that was this fear of being alone, right? Being alone with my thoughts. Um, I've been given the homework and the advice to journal a lot. Like, okay, you have this thought, so journal on it, you know? And I'm like, okay, great. But that's so scary to me. Like I I journal pretty, pretty often, probably more than the average person does. It is so powerful because your hand just writes and writes and you don't even know what's going to come up. Um, so um, I journal a lot, but there is this like deep part of me that's afraid of um, being alone with my thoughts, right? Uh, so I like to talk it out with other people. I like to involve, cognitively involve other people in what's going on in my life. I like to, you know, because sometimes connection can look like blame, Right. Uh, or blame can be confused as connection. Um, involving yourself and in, in putting the blame on other people is like, oh, this was not only my fault. You know, it's not it's not me being alone with my thoughts. So for me, being alone is really freaking scary. For most of us, being alone is scary. So there is this natural tendency to um, involve other people in our shit shows. Um, And so I was just taking Bikram and Bikram, like I said, is out of my comfort zone. My background is in like power, booty, like jumping and just having a great fucking time. Like the more high energy, the more I love it. (laughs) Um, So, and someone had me teach a yin class last week. I mean, I did a great job because I humbled myself, (laughs) but anyway, so in this Bikram class, um, it came up again. It was like, you need, you're, you haven't been taking responsibility for your life. You've been saying, well, when's that person? 
and once this person and once he and if only someone would blah 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 um and it's something as complex as like i i you know i was a student and i put myself in this vulnerable position and i asked a teacher for help i asked a guide i asked a, a coach a whatever an instructor for help and the answer that they told me i took it i took it to heart and i did, didn't get me where i wanted to go in the way that i wanted to go therefore it's their fault <sighs> which and then the uh, before i even go down that route and the other silly example like i'm in a yoga class and i got frustrated that nobody came and lifted my leg up for me which has happened before actually i was um trying to do this one pose and the instructor like to my surprise ran over and helped me like hoisted me up a little bit so i could hit the pose um for those of you curious it was um ekapada kundinyasana b uh i had it i had it i just needed a little boop and with my front foot if you can picture the pose if you're familiar um if not google it i don't really remember the layman's terms i only remember the sanskrit um but that's that's besides the point it doesn't really matter I mean, I'm sure the most of us have been in a yoga class where we've been kind of struggling with a pose and we're like, if only someone could just hold my torso up, <laughs> then I can get the leg part right or whatever. Um, or if someone would just push on my back so that I could, you know, get my knee to my nose or whatever. And it doesn't even matter. Um, every little thing that you want to blame somebody else for, you, like, I invite you to be your own source of inspiration, your own muse and take that um take that inward uh take that responsibility yourself i signed myself up for that program where i met that teacher who gave me the answer that didn't rock my socks off you know it didn't make me a millionaire overnight <laughs> um hey kathleen <laughs> thanks for joining me um so i put myself there i showed up to that yoga class where it's not a let me do yoga for you class it's you know bring your mat and your body and do it <laughs> um i chose to build this business it's nobody's fault it's 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 mine all of the responsibility that's what being a boss is right like being a boss which i am my own boss and i'm so grateful to say is taking responsibility for the actions of others as well um I used to work at Starbucks in college and I got promoted to like the shift supervisor. So basically I would like run a shift. I would delegate. If you're familiar, if you worked a similar job, basically I was just the supervisor on duty. Um, and I learned quickly that if something goes wrong on a shift, if uh, there's excessive wait times, like, you know, people in the drive through or people are waiting too long for their coffee or the, oven explodes or things don't get cleaned or like you know something happens we run out of milk whatever it is your fault and at first i was freaked out but then i realized that that was really really empowering to me it was so empowering to be able to make those decisions and to be able to like anticipate these needs and and make changes if something needed to be made made um even things that could totally easily be blamed on somebody else um you know i didn't hire these people <laughs> so i'm up all they're idiots but you know give yourself the responsibility to learn how to talk to idiots like that is such a solid skill knowing how to talk to somebody who doesn't have the same brain as you is such a solid skill and it's just another way to um 
increase your your responsibility in your life. Um, so that was um, an, a loving reminder that I haven't been doing the work. Um, I'm going to admit it. <laughs> uh, I think it happens to everybody. We kind of slack on the doing the things that got us where we were at. And if you're dealing with imposter syndrome or feeling like you're not worthy, um, it might be because you stopped doing the things that got you where you're at. So if you have a really amazing thing in your life, a really amazing spouse, um, a really amazing body, <laughs> a really amazing life, and then you feel unworthy of it, first of all, that's bullshit. That's, that's a stupid belief that it's not even yours. It was put in your brain by somebody else. You're worthy of everything. You would have not attracted it if you were not, if you were not a vibrational match. In my hands. If you were not a vibrational match to the thing, you would have not attracted it. Now you need to keep doing the work to stay at that vibration. Like I talked about with the air conditioning, right? Um, you can, you can like lose things, right? Like I'm sure a lot of us have attracted a thing and then lost it um, because we freaked out and we're like, Oh, now you got to maintain it. You know, now you got to maintain it. Um, like this apartment that I live in, is um you know rent in dc ain't cheap uh and it is a very beautiful you can't really tell by this picture but my apartment is very beautiful i smile every time i look around it every time i'm here i'm so proud of where i live and every day excuse me every day this apartment i look around it and i'm a reminder to set my energy at the same vibration of this apartment and to work i don't even want to say hard but to manifest hard uh, to show up every day um, as the type of person who attracted this apartment. Because, it's, you know, maybe one month something happens and I, I slack off and I don't make a lot of money that month or I feel like I can just ride on my coattails and just chill out and I don't make enough money to pay rent for this beautiful apartment that is not the cheapest apartment I've ever lived in. Um, but I don't want that to happen. And the same thing with, like, my amazing husband, you know, I could one day be like, yeah, I'm married. He'll do anything. <laughs> He'll love me no matter what, which is true. Right. But you have to consistently be the type of person that attracted that experience. Same thing with like my business. Like sometimes I look at my business and I'm like, whoa, how did I attract this? And then this loving voice will come in my head and they'll be like, no, you worked really hard you really put yourself out there. You really like you studied, you taught yourself so many skills to have this business and look at all these clients whose lives you've changed because you showed up, you showed up and you did the work. They could have hired somebody else, but it wouldn't have been you, you know, it wouldn't have been you with your little special sauce. And that's me also kind of saying this for you as well. Anything you have in your life, take responsibility for the good and the bad in your life. I take responsibility for my shit mindset lately and the stagnation and fluff that it's brought me. Um, and I also take responsibility for the cool shit in my life because I've been very intrepid lately. Um, and I've been going for it. So I think that's all I got. I think that was it. So I, I set my intention for that Bikram class to be like, what, what do I need to know to go forward? Um, and it was, Keep doing the work, kid. <laughs> Keep showing up. Um, and the first inspiration I had getting out of Savasana from that was come back tomorrow. Take another big class tomorrow. And I was like, I can do that. 
I can do that. Um, because, you know, doing the work and changing your life and being spiritual is so overwhelming. It can be incredibly overwhelming. Um, so just tell yourself, I'm going to help one person. I'm going to take one Bikram class. <laughs> and in that Bikram class, when I get there, um, as we're standing there about to do the, the thing, if you're familiar, the thing. <laughs> um, ask for guidance. You know, what, where do I need to go? What's next? Um, but, you know, it's, it can be very overwhelming to be like, I need to build a business and I need to change everyone's lives and I need to attract my soulmate. You know, no, you're here to make the difference in one person's life using your unique skills. Um, so that's where I mean with be your own muse because only you know what you need to do. Only you know what you need to do and you know what you need to do. And only you know what you need to do. So um, if you're here live and you've been commenting, thank you. Um, and if you're watching the replay, let me know what resonated. Let me know what came up. Um, thank you guys so much for being here. I'm so grateful that I decided to do the thing that felt sticky and weird to me, which was show up live um, with this diva ring in my face, um, feeling sweaty, um, feeling a little vulnerable, right? Like I walked out of that bakeroom class feeling a little vulnerable, feeling a little like, oh, like I just realized this thing about myself that's not so sexy. Uh, and I was like, I should, I should go on Facebook Live in case anyone else needs to hear this. And then I was like, nah, 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 nah. But then I was like, oh, you said you should. <laughs> So we're going to do it. Um, and full transparency, like my husband's in the room with me. And sometimes that's kind of, um, sometimes that's kind of scary. It's kind of vulnerable. It's kind of embarrassing, right? It's like I'm sitting here talking to the computer about shit that I, I need to get off my chest. Um, and that might help, someone, help another person. Um, and I could come up with a million reasons why I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Just, you know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I said that that was it, but then it wasn't classic. Uh, all right. Well, thank you guys. Let me know what resonated. Um, I'm always here for friendly discussion. Okay. I love you. Bye. Thank you so much for pushing play and listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something new. I hope you had an aha moment. Um, if so, leave me a review. I love hearing from you guys so I can keep the good stuff coming. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Katie Skinner H to let me know what you thought and comment, like, share, take a screenshot of this, post it on your story. Let me know because I love hearing from you guys. Have a kick-ass day.